Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This Day in Crime is released every day, Monday through Saturday. For ad-free listening and exclusive bonus content, subscribe to TenderFit Plus at tenderfitplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. Let's start the show. Hey, hey, how's your Wednesday? Don't answer that because I can't hear you. I'm Todd McComas, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you listen to this show and that you don't fast forward through my parts. I also can't express how much I wish these episodes were video so you could see exactly how much your Wednesday host looks like Jason Momoa. The resemblance is like fresh tuna. It's uncanny. So with that in mind, let's hand this trident over to our very own Aquaman, Eric Quintana. A gruesome murder, attempted arson, dart frogs, cartel violence, and Florida woman. All this and more on This Day in Crime. What's up, everyone? My name is Eric Quintana, and today is January 31st, 2024. We'll start today with some gruesome news that broke this morning. Children, earmuffs. A Pennsylvania woman came home last night around 7 p.m. to discover her husband had been killed and beheaded. The decapitated body was found in the bathroom covered in blood. The man accused of his murder was his son, 33-year-old Justin Moan. If the act itself weren't gruesome enough, Justin also posted a video of him holding up his father's head on YouTube. The video was viewed at least 5,000 times before eventually being taken down. In the video, Justin identifies himself and says he's the one that killed his father. He identifies himself as the leader of a militia group and called his father a traitor to the country for being a federal employee for 20 years. In the 14 minute long video, Justin calls for citizens to attack federal workers, kill federal law enforcement, attack journalists, and called for a second American revolution. In this rant, Justin states that Joe Biden is no longer in power and that Justin is officially the acting president of the United States of America under martial law. He also said that if Joe Biden didn't abdicate, then he should be captured and brought to Justin in Pennsylvania. If you needed more evidence that this man is delusional, he tried suing Progressive Insurance back in 2019 because he claimed he was fired because he was a man. He also claims there are people who believe he's the Messiah and he tried suing the government in 2023 for allowing him to take out student loan debt, asking in return for $10 million. A federal judge shot him down four times. 
Before police arrived on the scene, Justin fled in his father's car. He was eventually captured and taken into custody in Lebanon County, about 100 miles away from the crime scene. Because of the political nature of his manifesto, this will undoubtedly be in the news for at least a few days, so it's very likely you'll hear more information about this as this story develops. For most people, it's easy to show dissatisfaction in your church or organization. Most people just voice their opinion, some just stop supporting or attending, and I guess a tiny minority decide they just want to set the whole place on fire. 20-year-old Eamon Penny was not happy at the Community Church of Chesterland in Chesterland, Ohio last year. He was upset by the church's support for the LGBTQ community. He was so upset that he decided he was going to burn the church to the ground by throwing Molotov cocktails at the building. Spoiler alert, he was not successful. All the Molotov cocktails really did was leave scorch marks on the church. Oh, and he broke a sign. Otherwise, there was no significant damage. And by now, I'm sure you're wondering who's this other crazy guy in the news? Well, he's the happy and totally rational member of the White Lives Matter group. They're an extremist organization that touts racist, pro-Nazi, and homophobic views. Police also found a rifle, three handguns, a shotgun, ammunition, a tactical vest, a shield, three knives and sheaths, and Nazi memorabilia in his car and home. Now, Mr. Penny is maybe the not-so-proud member of the Northeast Ohio Correctional Center. Back in October, Penny pleaded guilty to his crimes, and this past Monday was sentenced to 18 years in prison. In a manifesto written in prison, Penny showed no remorse and even bragged that he was respected for the acts in jail. I guess maybe he is proud to be in prison, I don't know. He also believed he was doing God's work by burning down the church and encouraged another neo-Nazi group to commit acts of violence against an upcoming drag event in Akron, Ohio. I don't know what kind of freedom inmates have, but this is one of those cases where you hope all his communication to the outside world gets cut off. Either way, he'll be in prison for a long time. Maybe at some point, him and Justin Moan end up sharing a cell. If you're a Tinderfoot Plus subscriber, keep enjoying your ad-free experience. For everyone else, we'll be right back after this break. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all of that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Would you risk a year in prison over frogs? Me? No thanks. A cute little baby tiger? Maybe. Just kidding. Kind of. 
Anyway, a Brazilian woman probably wishes she had made wiser decisions before attempting to smuggle 130 poisonous dart frogs out of Bogota, Colombia. She planned on flying from Bogota to Panama and eventually make her way to Brazil, but she was detained after her luggage was searched and authorities found the frogs hidden in film canisters. The frogs were said to be dehydrated and in a state of distress, which I don't doubt that they were dehydrated, but how can you tell that they're in distress? Honest question. The Brazilian woman claimed they'd been given to her as a gift. But my guess is that no one's really buying that because apparently they go for $1,000 each to private collectors. The more interesting tidbit in my mind is why they're called poison dart frogs. The Choco people of Western Colombia use the frog's poison on the tips of blow darts they use for hunting, and just a tiny drop can kill birds and small mammals. And it makes me wonder if the buyers have some more nefarious plot behind the purchases. I just envisioned some like Ace Ventura when nature calls situation brewing, or maybe some like clandestine Charles Bronson make your own blowgun sort of thing. Apparently the only punishment for this woman is probably going to be that she has to pay a fine of $14,000 or so. I don't think she'll actually see any jail time. But if someone in Brazil meets their demise and there's a dart next to him, I'm just saying, we know who to ask first. Listen, if any cartel people are listening to this next story, I'm just relaying it, I'm not trying to get involved. Please don't come after me, okay? Deal? Cool. Two abandoned vehicles were found this week on a bridge in Mexico's state of Veracruz. Inside the vehicles, authorities found hacked up body parts packed in styrofoam coolers. In addition to all that, there was a banner left on the side of one of the trucks that read, Guatemalans, stop believing in Grupo Sombra and stay in your hometowns. It also had the letters CJNG written on it, which apparently stands for the Jalisco New Generation Cartel. Back to Intro to Gangs 101. Or maybe it's 102, because we're getting into the nitty gritty with the beef between these two gangs. Grupo Sombra is actually Fuerzas Especiales Grupo Sombra. They're pros at micro-trafficking, human trafficking, migrant smuggling, murders for hire, kidnapping, extortion, and oil theft in the Veracruz area. Hardly the good guys. CJNG are their main rivals. This state of Mexico is also the most popular place for cartels to dispose of their victims, as it has the highest number of body dumps in the country. I tried figuring out what the message was specifically referencing, and all I could really find was that this appears to be a settling of scores between the two gangs. The CJNG has been known to recruit Guatemalans as gunmen though, so my semi-educated guess is that some of the same people, or at least the same groups of people CJNG have recruited in the past are also being successfully recruited by Grupo Sombra. As for the body parts, investigators are performing lab tests to figure out the number of victims involved in this. I can't imagine ever being taken advantage of to the point I'm being fully scammed. When the son of the deposed king of Nigeria emails you directly asking for help, you don't help. You just delete the email and move on with your day. I guess it would be harder to move on when love is involved. Stupid feelings. On the outside, Nelly Idobu was a 39-year-old woman looking for love, and she wanted to play the field. She made a bunch of online profiles in hope of being able to find the one. But strangely enough, after she'd been talking to these significant others for an extended period of time, earning their trust, sharing secrets, establishing something of an online relationship, she always seemed to develop a desperate financial need. And in those moments of caring and concern, Nellie took over $6 million over a two-year period. 
Most of the victims were widowed or divorced women over 65 looking for companionship after many lonely years. In some cases, the victims lost everything, all their life savings, everything. But Nellie wasn't alone in the scam. She had three other co-defendants in the case, all pleading guilty to a money laundering conspiracy. Nellie herself was sentenced to six years in prison and all the defendants were ordered to pay over $6 million in restitution. If you think you're a victim of a possible romance scam, you can file a complaint with the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center at ic3.gov. Honestly, I had no idea a website like this even existed. So I won the Joke of the Week award last week for my Florida management therapist joke. I was the only submission and I am the only judge. Actually, the other three don't even know about it. But anyway, I only bring that up to give myself props for the joke and to tell you that today we have a story about Florida woman because you know, equality. Just as a warning, this story is not great for the animal. After a two month long investigation, a Florida woman has been arrested after police accused her of stabbing her dog. Why would she do such a terrible thing? Because apparently she was told to do so in a dream. Elena Cohen told police that she didn't sleep for nearly four days. And when she was finally able to, she had a dream that basically told her that she needed to make a sacrifice to save humanity. She believed that she needed to stab her dog in the neck several times to save the human race. The dog did survive the attack and has since been taken in by animal services and put up for adoption. The two month investigation started after Cohen brought her dog to the vet for medical treatment. I don't know what excuse she gave them, but I'm glad the vets recognized there was some animal cruelty going on. And I also gotta imagine that drugs are involved in this story somehow, but purely speculation. And in the last story of the day, well, I guess this isn't so much a story, but more a true crime junkie news alert. ITV has come out with a three-part documentary series that will examine three cases of murder gone viral on TikTok. All of us love true crime, and I bet most of us are on TikTok like 23 out of every 24 hours of every day. But anyway, the first story they're covering, which came out last night, is the case of Mahek Bukhari. I won't spoil all the details in case you don't know, but basically it's a mother-daughter plot to kill the mother's 21-year-old lover. Crazy story. Fully excited to get the deep dive into what happened here. All right, that's it from me. Be sure to tune in with Laura Benson tomorrow for all the top headlines on a Thursday. See you later, everyone. This Day in Crime is a production of Tenderfoot TV in partnership with Odyssey, produced in association with Burning Mountain Productions. Sources for today's episode and full credits can be found in the show notes, and you can follow us on social media at This Day in Crime. We're back at it tomorrow. Thanks for listening.